0: Coming up on this episode of Up for Debate, we're talking kitchen gadgets. That's right, all the weird things that take up space on your countertops, from coffee makers to toaster ovens, from cotton candy machines to cake pop makers. I have no idea where we're going with this, but it's going to be fun, so you got to stick around because it's Up for Debate, and it's starting right now. This is Up for Debate, episode number 76, recorded March 9th, 2017, Kitchen gadgetry. hello everybody and welcome to this episode of up for debate the show that uh, is here to uh, to talk to you with two hosts you can actually see now on video Wow I'm Sean Janks. he's Matt Mariani Matt how are we doing this week
1: well we're doing all right I mean um, ready to talk about kitchen gadgets and see see what I know about kitchen gadgets. And what you know about kitchen gadgets.
0: I, You know, Matt, I have a feeling, and this is just a feeling, we'll have to prove it. I think we know more than, than, than we're letting on. I think we're pretty knowledgeable. We're going to find out a couple things first. Um, I want to remind people of a few things. One, uh, Matt's video is back, and it looks like HD crisp. It looks great. <laughs> so you should go to uh, upfordebate.tv slash subscribe. Get the link to our YouTube page there. Check us out in HD video. It looks great. Check Matt out. And also tonight, fun fact... Count how many times I blow my nose because I'm battling a cold and Uh-oh. it's so fun game at home. Drink every time you see me mute my mic, grab my box of tissues. I was going to say,
1: and, we can make it a drinking game.
0: And um, see how many times I blow my nose. I've, I've had many colds in my life, Matt. I've never had a runnier nose than I have right now. So this is going to be exciting for the fans at home.
1: Fantastic. Well, I if it, if it helps at all, I can't tell. And I'm on the other side of this microphone
0: that well that's very kind of you Matt I appreciate that um number two on my list of things to let people know about um we're still looking to give away a tote bag an up for debate tote bag it's fantastic high quality tote bag I'll ship it to your house for free um how do you win you got to give us an, an idea we're looking for ideas for episodes and it's easy. All you gotta do is either comment on our Facebook page, call into the phone number, leave us a voicemail or call in live. Um, you can send us an email at upfordebate tv at gmail.com, tweet at us, at up TV on Twitter. Any way you do it, we're gonna count it. You'll be entered into a drawing to win an Up for Debate tote bag, and we're gonna keep running that for a little while. So please participate. We want your ideas, because they're usually better than ours.
1: That's right. That's a known fact.
0: It I mean, I it's pretty scientifically proven. I now think so. <laughs> Matt? Shaw. Sure. I want to talk about something we haven't talked about in a little while. And that is our Winter Movie League, Matt. Did you oh, forget? That's, so good. that's right. I, you did forget. I forgot too. <laughs> Absolutely. Because um, we got kind of in the doldrums there for a little while. Well, Matt, we've entered March, and our final movie in the draft just came out Logan. Mm-hmm. And that means no more movies. However, the draft's going to run through the end of March Ooh. to pick up any additional movies. Who had Logan? That would be Mike on their roster. Mike did. Mike did. Yes, he did. Our final movie, Matt. Would you like an update on how the standings are right now? I sure would. All right, Matt. Fresh update. In sixth with uh in sixth place with one hundred and thirty eight million is Dan. Uh, although that number's gonna change because he still owes me a replacement for God Particle, which got pushed back into later in the year, so it'll go up, but I think I'll still probably be in sixth. Mike is in fifth place with 384 million. Colby is in fourth with 573. Sarah, a close third, 603 million. Phil is in second, 642 million. And number one, with a, a mind-boggling... 763 million <laughs> is none other than Matt Mariani. Mind boggling. My well it's really not cuz I got over a billion in the summer draft but you know hey look we're not who's counting we're not it, you either. know um but congratulations but yeah. Matt you're you're cruising your way to a first place victory I really don't think there's any chance at all Phil can catch up.
1: No. Um, I've been actually, I've been working on my Phil Lopez accent. Would you like to hear it?
0: I literally cannot think of anything else on the planet. I want to hear more than that.
1: (laughs) All right. Maybe this will help you get over your cold. I I think I've perfected it. Uh, All right. So here's Phil Lopez. He sounds a little something like this. All right. Well, hello there, guys. My name is Phil Lopez. I'm in the movie draft.
0: Have you met? Are we talking? Is is this like a different Phil Lopez? No, is it Like is, a guy this is from like work.
1: Like Phil Lopez. This is what he sounds like. I don't. Hey there.
0: Is he I'm a used? Phil Lopez. Is he a used car salesman? <laughs> well, hey there, folks. Phil Lopez here for Lopez Toyota. We got over That's two, 2 thousand vehicles on the lot today. Do you want to go to Boston Market and get some chicken? I kind of like that better than Phil's real accent, actually.
1: Hey. Hey, hey.
0: you guys like cooking mama? That's (laughs) one of my favorite games. I love Janis Joplin. She (laughs) is just the greatest. She's a special lady.
1: Yeah, I've been working on that for a while. I I hope Phil is listening. Uh, I think it's a good one. Uh, I had to listen to like tapes upon tapes of Phil Lopez talking in order to just get that, get that just right. So.
0: It's really it's like, I know it's
1: like he's here. It's like he's sitting right was next spooky. to it.
0: It was like I hope you only use your powers for good. It's like I channeled Phil Lopez's mm. actual voice. Very odd. Well, thank so, you for debuting that, Matt. I mm-hmm. like to think of it as you trolling him for his second place. Uh <laughs> loss. Um It was a valiant effort. I mean, Rogue One. F- yeah, hey, look, honestly, as I said before, because he had he only had three movies. He had Rogue One, Arrival, and the Founder. If he had just budgeted his movie his his money outside of Rogue One a little better he could have won. Rogue One really just destroyed everybody. But as I said Matt, you're competent. You had the four of the biggest movies of I don't know how I like, got
1: away with that. Of the
0: I, everyone was asleep. I really don't know what happened, especially because La La Land ended up being the um third best value in the whole draft cuz you only paid $10 for it. It got 146 million off the Oscar buzz. So That plus three big tentpole movies. Uh, Staggering to me. Staggering to me. But, you know, the problem is, and and we'll learn this as the years go on, but, you know, the the, the winter draft is very different from the summer. You have to have totally different strategies because you have fewer movies making a lot of money you have different types of movies coming out you have mixing in the award season stuff where manchester by the sea ended up making a little more than i thought la la land ended up making a lot hidden figures actually ended up being as of today the best value in the draft because Sarah only paid ten dollars for it and it made more than la la land i was and just gonna then, ask nobody would have nobody would have guessed no but i wouldn't have guessed that's value that and then sing actually for colby is in second place in terms of value um, and that actually, I think, outside of as I scanned on the sheet, outside of Rogue One, it's the highest-grossing movie of the winter was Sing. Hmm. So you really have to have different perspectives between the summer and winter, and I think we're going to kind of come to learn that a little better as time goes on. But as I said, this will continue through the thirty-first of March, where we will officially crown the winner. But as of right now, Matt, it looks like smooth sailing for you. Fingers Congratulations. Crossed. Fingers crossed. All so, right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna beat Matt. I'm going to win all kinds of money. I'm going to, my, my movie's going to, uh, box office bonanza. Money, I'm, money, money. I'm Phil Lopez. Phil Lopez. Yeah. All right. Very good. <laughs> uh, you got me all excited here. All right. That's it. If you want to follow along, it's upfordebate.tv slash movies, and you can follow along. The Sheet's updated every week, um, or follow us on Twitter at upfordebate.tv. We tweet when the updates come out, so you can follow us there, too. Matt, kitchen gadgets. Oh, one other thing. If you're uh listening live, you can call in and participate with us. 508644 Tech. That's 508 644 8324. Call in and join the conversation. Numbers right there on the bottom of the screen for you. It's kind of it's really under map, but you get the idea. Um call in and participate with us live. If we're not live, if you're watching the recorded or listening to the recorded version, you can call and leave us a voicemail and we may play it on the show. Now, Matt, kitchen uh kitchen, kitchen appliances, kitchen gadgets. Kitchen night. Kitchen – well, or, or, or kitchen dreams. Who knows? <laughs> Where do you want to start on this one? What, what is sitting right now on your kitchen counter or in your kitchen drawers that's got you well, all excited?
1: Oh, man. All right. Um, my favorite – probably my favorite appliance of all time. We can start here. It's okay. Um, right before I moved to my new apartment, I was gifted with an electric walk. It's a wok. Say what? So now, wok, You know, like, like a you know, W O K that traditional oh. um, Chinese cooking, Asian Asian style cooking pan, mm-hmm. like that. But it's one that you plug into the wall and um, has like a like an electrical cord. that comes out of it. You plug it into a wall and uh, it heats up. You put food on it. You start around it is probably my favorite appliance right now I use it i i get I get a lot of mileage out of it I use it probably uh at least three maybe four nights a week lately I've been using it a lot more it's just it's so I use it tonight actually i made I made uh salmon and rice in it can't be beat
0: now like but what is Why wouldn't you just get a regular walk?
1: Now, the advantage to the... Well, first of all, I like the walk itself because of its easy uh, ability to clean. Um, A lot of your traditional walks, uh, I guess they do make Teflon. They do. A lot of them them tend to be, I guess, just harder material to clean. The reason that you would get the electric one is that way... Um, I think that the, the, because of the convection, I think it heats up a lot faster than if it's on the stove. At least that's what i found. I mean I've never used a traditional wok before but you know, like, like watching people cook on TV with the, like an open flame or a stovetop. seems like it takes a, a lot longer for it to heat up completely whereas the, the electric – actually the electric wok has a temperature setting. You can set it to, you know, you can preset it to 250, 350, 400, or 450, I think. or the And I think it might even go up to 500 um, preset. And it heats up in a matter of seconds, whereas I think a traditional walk takes a lot longer, probably a couple minutes.
0: Well, yeah, and that will depend on if you have a, a gas or an electric uh, stovetop. But, you know, True. the the big problem I have, so I don't I don't have a walk, but I have a, 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 a large size skillet pan, that's basically a walk. I mean, it's not quite as big, but it's similar concept. And the problem I have is, you know, I'm patient enough. I, it's not about the speed to heat that I'm... But I can't get... The problem is, especially with an electric stovetop, um, gas it's better, but with an electric stovetop, you can get it hot, but it, it take you can't, like, cool it back down. Like, if you want to heat it up to cook something yeah. and then cool it back down, you don't have as finite of control because the electric coil underneath it it really retains the heat and it does not cool down fast enough. So I would be curious um, from your experience if with the electric, although I don't know how much temperature variation you do in cooking in it, um, or if you just turn it on and tend to leave it at the same heat, because that would interest me if you had the flexibility to, to, to. I'll give
1: you a good example is uh, I was making tilapia in it the other day and I, I had some tilapia that, um, I decided to make another batch for – to bring to lunch with me the next day at work. So um, I had the original portion, like leftovers from the original portion and I threw some fresh tilapia on that. Now, I didn't want it to cook at full temperature because I didn't want the old tilapia to burn um, and I was feeling particularly lazy. So I didn't take the old tilapia off of it. So I just kind of I, – I you know, readjusted the temperature setting a little bit lower Um it also comes in handy if you're making, I would say, uh, if you're frying an egg, you can fry an egg like right, you know. First thing you do, you can fry that egg, you can get it off, and then you can you can adjust the temperature maybe a little bit lower because the egg you want to fry relatively quickly and take it off. Maybe you let the meat simmer. So there's actually a simmer setting mm-hmm. on the electric block that's pretty cool.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know, and it's also convenient for reheating food or. Heating up um, heating up sauce or something like that.
0: Yeah, the best yeah. The best part for me is just the – well, in my similar um, – is the volume. Just having the volume, the space because I, before I got my big pan, it was a, actually a nice Christmas gift from my mother. So if she's watching on Facebook, thank you. Um, I use it all the time. And the problem is I used to I, – I like to make a lot of like mixed pasta dishes. And at the end, you want to mix it all together in a large – I, I never used to have that, so I used to have to like jerry-rig something. So when you get that big pan, it's really great to be able to combine a lot of ingredients at once. I, I'm a big fan of the concept of one-pan cooking, which is a thing, I guess, I've read. I don't know if I know. Uh, but that's where you use the same pan to, and you add the ingredients as you cook. And instead of cooking them separate and then adding them, you, you cook them as you go through the process. Um, but you need a big pan to do that because you just keep adding stuff um instead of you know cooking it in separate pots and then mixing it in you know on your plate or something so yeah. um i it's 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 interesting it's actually i think a little bit of a, a kind of a throwback concept i think a little bit the sort of self-heating walk um or the the self-heating sort of um there's another name for it and i can't think of what it is the smaller version where it's kind of an electric pan um if I understand correctly, it was quite popular back in the '60s and the '70s, and 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 kind of faded out. But I think it, it is making a bit of a comeback. Um, and I think it's as you mentioned, a lot of it is the um, the temperature control. Like these yeah. these electric stovetops. I just I used to have gas in. In an old apartment of mine, and I loved it. I so wish I had gas back because it. Yeah, that doesn't sound right. Um, but you know, it, it, you just have such control over. Well, a, the heat is instantaneous because it's a friggin' flame. Um, yeah. you have to wait for the coil to heat up, but also, b, um, you know, you, you can turn it up and you can turn it down, and you you have a lot more control. Yeah. Versus electric, um, which I think makes it a little more difficult.
1: Yeah, back in my parents' house, they have a, uh, a gas stove and I miss that sometimes when I'm cooking here. I have an electric – I yeah, but from – I mean, yeah, the control of the flame is important. But I think the, the first part to me is it matters a lot more is that uh it takes a long time to heat up. And I, never, I never really fully appreciated a gas stove until I had to heat up those coils. And they can take a long time, especially if you're trying to boil the water. Boiling water is a is a pain in the neck
0: with an electric stove, so. I agree. Um, cool. Yeah. So, so what's we, on
1: your uh, what's on your kitchen counter, Mister Shaw? You
0: know, Matt. Part of the problem with doing this episode is that I you were going to get me to buy a bunch more crap for my kitchen because <laughs> I am like. So what happened is when I so I lived home for a little over two years, um, before moving to. Houston and in that time I gave away or didn't track a lot of my kitchen stuff so I tore I bought a ton of stuff when I moved just because I didn't have any of my old stuff
1: Mm.
0: and it's so much fun to go figure out and see what's out there because I I was actually in Williams-Sonoma over the weekend I was at a mall and they um I love I never buy anything there because it's outrageously expensive But just the ideas for stuff they have. Yeah,
1: exactly. It's fun to get ideas. There. It's
0: it's Bed Bath and Beyond is very similar, where it's like you know who needs a, a, you know a snow cone maker like who makes enough snow cones they need a dedicated that's that's one of my favorite yeah. g- gimmicks is like the single use appliance where it's so specific like a cake pop maker a like it's maker, so yeah, specific why yes. would you or donut maker like why and is I'll there, even go
1: one step further is there any way can you justify a panini maker? Like, well, you you can if it's got because this... you can just get a George Foreman. I have a George Foreman grill, and I make paninis in it all the time.
0: Do you actually? Let me ask you because this is this is a good um, this is a good topic of conversation because I was thinking about getting a George Foreman. So uh, good, I can ask you because mm-hmm. I I I I don't cook meats well, like slab style of meat, steaks, pork yeah. chops, things like that. I'm getting a little better at it. But I thought getting a, something like – because I can't have a grill in my apartment. I thought having a George Foreman type yes. product would be a good idea.
1: The answer is yes. Yeah, that would be a fantastic idea. I love my George Foreman grill. That, that Second to the electric walk.
0: That's your big – like
1: My George Foreman grill. I'm a fan. Um, make burgers in it. I make uh, steak in it. I make pork chops and it, it's oh, it's it's a it's an absolute blessing that George Foreman grill. Um, but you got the one with the swap I mean, yeah, out plates, plate, right? Cheese. Make grilled cheeses. You can make uh, but, hot but,
0: dogs. But yours, you swap out the plates, right? You have a flat plate and a, or do you make grilled yeah, cheeses with the wavy? There's a,
1: there's a ridges wavy plate. I, I I prefer the grilled cheese with the waviness to yeah. it. I don't know why. I think it's exciting. It's, kind of, I don't... <laughs> it's a little bit of a novelty. Um, actually, I think, I don't know. The only thing I've ever switched, swapped them out for is maybe maybe the steak. The steak cooks a little better on a flat surface. Because well, like right now outer. I'm
0: doing it in my wok style pan, which is flat on the bottom. Um, and I cook them in yeah. there and they do okay. Um, But the problem is you're not, you're flipping it. You're not getting the double, the the dual sided heat you get with the George Foreman.
1: Yeah, um, that's the thing. Yeah, that's that's really the advantage to that George form is the the double sided. Now, sometimes do I feel like if I'm making it in the George Foreman, it's it's difficult to tell because you can't directly see it. Mm-hmm. You know how ready it is, and then before you know it, you burned your steak. But um, also, I a little bit of another disclaimer is like a lot of the juices kind of run out of it. Yeah. Um. But as long as you don't, as long as you're smart about it, and you and you you know you constantly are monitoring. Also, you can catch the juices in that pan and just pour them right back on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you're carefully monitoring it, there's no way you should you shouldn't burn your your steak or anything like that. Um, but see, I, yeah, that's why I can't understand why people would get a panini maker or panini press because well, George Foreman to me is is a multi-purpose tool. You like multi purpose tools and
0: yeah, you know, I, I don't, I'm not a big fan of the specific appliance concept, like a waffle maker or something like that. It's like th- there's, there's no way yeah. I can get my money's worth out of. I got a, for Christmas one year, I got a deep fryer. Um, mm. it's a small, you were, we used it at my Super Bowl party you were at a few years ago. Mm. Um, very small personal deep fryer and I never use the thing because <laughs> it's like so impractical on a, like a daily. Yeah basis. So I like appliances you can use a lot. That's why I like your electric walk or the George Foreman. I think for me, you know, I'm going to see this is gonna be really lame because we keep saying appliances, which to me are like things you plug in or, um, but the things I love most that I use in my kitchen are the tools more so than the appliances. It's kind of why I want to call the episode gadgetry because I think it's a broader category. Um, yeah, but I've really spent a lot of time collecting a very strong group of kitchen tools that i didn't think i needed turns out i definitely needed so tongs great kitchen tool didn't realize how great tongs were um when it comes to flipping meat flipping uh mixing pasta dishes um really cooking almost anything of size totally use the use tongs tongs are great uh tongs could be a game changer they can. Big big thing though. FYI, pro tip for everyone out there. If you use nonstick pans, get the silicone ones. Don't metal on metal will ruin your nonstick pans. That's a lesson I learned. Mm. Um, cuz you will scratch them and you will ruin them. Same, don't put them in the careful what you put in the dishwasher. Cuz I ended up ruining a bunch of pans that were not supposed to go in the dishwasher and the finish got <laughs> taken off of them. So don't do that. You learn from your mistakes. Yeah. Um I love I have a juicer like a, just a squeeze citrus juicer for, for limes and lemons. That's great for cooking when you need lime juice. A zester for when you need, you know, your lemon zest and your lime zest. It's all those sort of like, you're going to Target and they have the big wall of them. And it's like, you know, you kind of look yeah. through like, oh, do I really need that? It's like, yes, turns out you do need those because it makes your life way better when over time you collect all the little gizmos and all the little little hand tools. I would say, I would say the other thing is you're knives. Like- but but yes, no, go ahead. I don't I don't want to pull pull the I was conversation. Just say, I,
1: I feel like the zester is one of those things that you never think you need. But there there are a lot, a surprising amount, a lot of recipes that call for lemon zest or lime zest, and you just you, you kind of just overlook it because you're like, Well, what the hell? I, I don't have a zester, so I'll squeeze some lemon onto it, or I'll squeeze some lime well, easier said than done. Well um a zest solves that problem.
0: And and I would say Eighty percent of people don't need a zester. Like, I'm not gonna tell you every kitchen should have a zester. But what I'm saying is, no. if you use it once, you'll use it a hundred times. Like, that's the that's the idea. And even if you use it once a month, it makes a recipe so much better that it makes it worth whatever the cost is to buy a zester. So, I think yeah. that's what I've enjoyed is picking up <coughs> is picking up uh, the tools as I've needed them as recipes have called for them. And I'm like, oh shit, how am I going to do that? Or like, I didn't, I didn't know I needed that. Um, and that's been really great. And then once you have them, um, you have lots of opportunities to, to use them. Um, you know, I, I do like going to the bed, bath and beyonds of the world and just looking at the big, a whisk, a really good whisk. Like, yes. but don't get, don't get a $5 whisk, like get a $15 whisk and you'll be very glad you did because it does make a difference. Now, <laughs>
1: Would you say you do you use do you use a metal whisk or are you a like a rubber plastic whisk kind of guy? Well, I
0: use a metal because I have. I kind of alternate. You know, for me, it's metal. I don't think to me it's not about the material; it's about the stiffness. A lot of the rubber ones I've used they tend to bend and flex, and to me, I don't think it it whisks as well. I have no proof of this. But I think with a stiffer one, whether it's metal or plastic, that's you really get that going. That's another thing too. Mixing bowls. Love mm. mixing bowls, because yeah. ju- the deep ones where you can really go at it, and when you're chopping stuff and you got to mix it all together and let stuff sit, great for whisking eggs and other things because you get the the big bowl and you can really go at it. Um, yeah, no, I, I I love my whisk. Actually, I went I went yeah. I was home for the holidays back in Massachusetts at my mother's house and she had such a shitty whisk. I went out to Bed Bath and Beyond and bought her a metal whisk and I'm like, "It's about time you have a <laughs> real whisk because it just bothered me so." Um I guess maybe I'm a little spoiled, but
1: That's a that's definitely a game changer. Like a whisk versus, you know, I mean, I guess a substitute would be like a fork or something like that. A whisk is just if you're especially if you're baking, if you're a baker, you gotta you gotta go with that whisk.
0: Yeah, you gotta go. There's you really know, no. And that's one thing too is,
1: again, I like air so perfectly as a whisk does.
0: Well, and it's like with everything in cooking, it's about how deep into it you want to go. Because like I said, if you're a serious baker, like you need more than a whisk. You actually need like a KitchenAid mixer. Like you need like a legit professional. You know, with the big bowl and the. You know that goes around the, yeah. the, the 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 desk the countertop ones, um, but I'm not to that level, so I'm going to stick with my whisk and my hand mixer, um, as needed. You know I do want to give a shout out at this point in the show, Matt, because um, of where I find most of the kitchen stuff I buy, and there's a great mm-hmm. website I don't know if you've seen it before called The Sweet Home. Have you heard of this?
1: Yes, I have heard of it. I've been on there.
0: It, it's 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 becoming all the rage. Um the Sweet Home and yeah, they have great. rated every kitchen thing you'd ever need. Like like even stuff you don't need. They have scored it. And I buy pretty much all of their recommendations and they've never steered me wrong. So <laughs> that's a mini shout out to those guys. If you're looking for a whisk, I'm sure they have one. I know I know they they, they wrote like an 8,000 word piece on spatulas. So They are (laughs) very detailed, so I highly recommend checking out their picks. Um, Their knives picks are amazing. I bought all the knives they recommended, and I have not been disappointed. And they, by the way, they they kept me from buying the knife set because that's their big recommendation is, like, don't buy the block with the 18 knives in it because you really only need four of them. Just go buy those four knives and buy nicer ones of those instead of spending the money on the set. And I'm so glad That's I did that.
1: It's a smart move, yeah. Um, and the Sweet Home. Uh, another thing is they don't they don't just have recommendations for cookware. Uh, they have some great recommendations for you know all kinds of things you need cleaners, coffee makers are on there um, for your home uh, do do for furniture? your bathroom
0: for yeah, uh, they starting bath. to they actually just did a couch pick if you're ordering one online mattress mm-hmm. they really anything you use you, in your car. Anything you can imagine, um, and then also the Wire Cutter, which is their sister site, is all electronics and all their um, computers mm. and 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 TVs and all that kind of stuff. Um, so really, yeah. and they're always adding new. They're always adding new. And don't panic! I, every I swear, all the time I'm picking the stuff I've bought from them because it's it's really fantastic. I, I can only think of how much uh, money I've spent on their recommendations over the years.
1: Yeah, I was looking at a Dutch oven they have on there, which yeah, I guess we were can talking about
0: this. Bring us to
1: our next topic. Yeah, I'm I'm really considering buying a Dutch oven. I don't know if I and I've heard I've heard really mixed things from people who have owned Dutch ovens. I feel like it's something you either really you, you love it or you hate it. I don't think there's much of an in between for Dutch ovens. Um uh I've had, I've talked to people who tell me, you know, the Dutch oven is that they're their number one Kitchen appliance, they use it all the time. They always have something cooking in the Dutch oven. It's great, great to like um, keep food warm, uh, as well as cooking it. They tell me that they braise things in it, and you can steam. You can do. It's a, it's a multi-purpose tool. Alton Brown, one of my my kitchen idols, is a big fan of the Dutch oven, and he talks about it on his show uh, frequently um, on Good Eats. But then I also have people I've talked to that are just like, oh, I used it once. It made so much smoke in my house that I never used it again. It takes all day and it makes the house so hot and uh, it's a disaster. So I don't use it. I don't really know. I'm kind of on the fence on this one.
0: Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's really funny you say that, Matt, because I've been trying to cook new recipes a lot. And I've noticed a lot that call for a Dutch oven. Um, more so than I ever have. So I don't know if either I'm just looking at certain things or it's becoming more popular than it used to be. Um, but I just don't... My concern is I own really no ceramic cookware. Everything I own is metal. Um huh And so I'm just not as familiar in... I'm sure there's a great use case for it. I'm sure people who own it love it. I just wouldn't know how to use it, you know? Right. Right. I mean, I I guess
1: I already own a crock pot, which we could talk about
0: next. Oh, sure.
1: Um. So I don't know. Like the Dutch oven is, like you said, I, I am noticing more and more recipes that call for a Dutch oven. It seems to be enjoying a little bit of a, A little bit of a uh, hype in popularity at the moment. Um, I don't know. I I really – I kind of like the Dutch oven. Um, But with the crock pot, I don't know. I I don't use it that much. I, I thought I would use it a lot more. It's one of those things that I bought with the intention of maybe using a lot more. I don't know why i haven't really gotten a lot of mileage out you know of it. maybe it's because it's,
0: it's kind of hard to clean i have such a beef i'm not a fan of cleaning it such a beef with the slow cooker and here's why before i got one so well first of all let me tell you a little backstory my grandmother grandma Flo, very nice lady she for some reason got in her old lady mind sean should have a slow cooker and she for months and months and i swear God, it must have been a whole year She talked to me about, oh, Sean, you should get a slow... Oh, Sean, you would love a crock pot. I'm telling you, you just put all your ingredients in before you go to work, and you get home, and dinner's ready for you. It's great. A year, she wouldn't shut up about the slow cooker. (laughs) And right before I moved, she handed me a card, a goodbye card. And I opened it up, and inside, there was... What was it? It was a slow... No, there was about $40 cash... And a note: Go buy yourself a slow cooker. <laughs> so I did, and I went, and Flo bought me a slow cooker. Uh, that crazy lady. It's not convenient. Like I, I did try that. I actually yeah. tried that one day. I said before work, I will put the ingredients in, and then I'll come home. No, it's not. It's not any more convenient. That is, like that argument. Like true. if you want to talk to me about a slow cooker being a unique way to cook food or certain food cooks better slow, I'll agree with you. But this argument that a slow cooker is somehow time-saving or is convenient or is a better way to cook is bullshit. Like it's not. It's not cuz you still have to do what is the most time-consuming part of cooking? It's not the it's cooking the, part. The it's the prep it's the part. Prep. And you got to yeah. prep stuff <laughs> I would argue even more before you put it into a slow cooker. Yeah.
1: So uh that's that's my beef with it, I guess. Is like I I never wake up early enough in the morning to to throw the ingredients in and I think if I really was optimistic and if I was really ambitious, if I was really ambitious about it, I would have all of my ingredients separated into separate Tupperwares. I'd put them in the refrigerator the night before but that's so much yeah. time. Like why? Exactly. Like to for a meal  my all right i i'm i will say this about the slow cooker it makes sizable portions so you can have leftovers for a long time um if you use it right that being said i haven't found the like the greatest recipes for it i think everything kind of comes out tasting the same or similar because you're using a lot of the a lot of the slow cooker recipes if not all of them mm-hmm. seem to u- use broth mm-hmm or some type of stock, whether oh, it's chicken stock or beef stock, and that kind of makes everything taste the same. I, I don't know. Um, so it, it all comes out with this like briny, salty taste as, yep. as, as far as well, I've it's
0: encountered. The, the, the part of cooking that is, is best supported by slow cooking is, is some sort of meat or vegetable soaking in flavors which have to come from somewhere, like a stock. So you're right. I mean, that's that to me is a primary. You cook everything in some sort of sauce or soup. Um, and over time, it cooks in that liquid. You can't put something in there dry because it's just going to get warm. It's not going to cook. The liquid is what cooks yeah. it. Um, so I, I agree. I only ever make two recipes in mine. Uh, uh, pep- was it peppers and onions and sausage in, in tomato sauce? Um, on a hoagie roll, and then um, I have a great recipe. I'll have to share it, um, which is you do chicken and you cook it in there, and then you shred the chicken. Then you put in the water that the cooking chick that the chicken cooked in. You put in rice and beans, and then you put the shredded chicken in there with some se- a bunch of seasonings, and then you put that in a uh, tortilla. It makes a burrito filling. Very good. Fantastic. Yeah, that um, sounds great. But it's so hard um, to get good crock pot mm-hmm. recipes, I think.
1: I've tried I've tried pulled pork. I've tried pulled chicken. I've tried uh, chicken marsala. M- um, not, not marsala. Chicken tikka masala, which is actually probably the best thing I've made in the crock pot because it's the only thing that didn't come out tasting like the brine mm-hmm. um, or the stock. Uh, I've made chili. Chili is good. Yeah, the Chili like, oh, I mean, the, chili!
0: is your poster child for slow cooker. Yeah.
1: Yes, absolutely. Chili, chili is what will sell countless slow cookers right around the autumn, the fall season. Yep. Oh, I got to get my the slow cooker so I can gotta make, make chili. chili for the game. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. That that's that's really why you buy it. They should just call it a chili cooker. I mean, and
0: I bet they'd sell just as many. <laughs> yes.
1: So. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I've, I've
0: kind of fallen out of love with my well, slow cooker and it's my big, crock pot. it's also big and heavy too, which is kind of like, it's not it it's, it's, it's extremely th- inconvenient. It's hard to clean. Um,
1: it's probably, yeah, it's one of the more <laughs> difficult appliances to clean. Not a big fan. Um, so, yeah. So,
0: so on the over, under or appropriate scale, we're saying it's overrated.
1: It's way overrated. No. Yeah. We haven't done that scale in a while. Yeah, overrated. No, we abandoned the, uh, that a while ago. My E my Ewok, my Ewok, my electro electric walk. See, you've seen Star Wars, now you get I the have. joke. I, although E-walk. to me,
0: I did know what that was before I saw it though, for the record.
1: <laughs> sure you did. Um my Ewok is probably underrated. I would say that's an underrated appliance. The electronic walk. I think everybody should own one. Uh, I really do. I think that it's it's so it's wonderful. I love my love my it. walk. So um, it's so easy to clean, so versatile. You can make so many different things in it.
0: Things that you wouldn't even you wouldn't have even thought. I, you can do pancakes. You can make pancakes in the walk. I would have thought any any flat, hot surface you can make pancakes. You can make pancakes yeah, on the side Everybody, because everybody, I guess we kind of like stereotype the walk
1: as like, oh, it's only good for making rice and meat or vegetables and rice, like rice, anything with rice, but. You just do so much well, and you don't it, even really make what rice in it. You, I mean, I'm, you would like throw the rice in to heat up and like fry, like fried rice.
0: Well, but if you think about it, any pan that has a sizable flat bottom yeah. with sizable sides, you can literally cook anything in because it's both a pot totally. and a pan.
1: Yeah, but it's it's just really – I think it's really good for cooking breakfast especially. It's, it's really kind of like a griddle, but um, – a big, it's like a bigger griddle, like you can make multiple different, like eggs and, and pancakes. If you're really skilled at it, you could make like you could feed like 10 or 12 people on your on your walk.
0: I would like, like to see you one do time. that, Matt. I'm being honest, I really well, would I'm not like skilled. to. I'm I, would. Skilled, I said a
1: skilled person, who's <laughs> well trained in the walk, the arts of the walk.
0: That would be it's, too it's awesome. funny, but see, now, but so then you don't need a standalone griddle, you don't. No.
1: I, don't, I I have one i I barely use it because i I just go for my walk um the like I mean because I have an electric stove so it takes too long to heat up it's really kind of out of necessity that I've been using this walk so much yep um yeah now are we ready for the the most exciting part of the night
0: oh boy, the part where we talk about. The Coffee Makers. I didn't know that was the most exciting part, but sure. <laughs> okay. Abs- well, abs-
1: well, let's do it. I think that the idea for this episode came out of a debate that Dan was having with us on a Game Nights adventure. Yes.
0: Well, you were looking he's for a- some... He's a coffee connoisseur. He, he is. And, he, and he's like on the cutting edge of coffee technology, which is just basically pour Eric. over coffee. But... Uh, you know, actually it doesn't get any simpler than what he recommends, but um you are um you were looking for some new options.
1: Well yeah, I, I I was considering uh going out and purchasing a French press. Because I, I do love my coffee. I want to get into brewing coffee and uh I'm I'm kinda sick of my Keurig. Um I mean it's reliable, but I don't I feel like it really doesn't it doesn't make a strong cup of coffee at all. Um, the Keurig is not strong. Um, I learned that just from using a simple Mr. Coffee and finding that if you brew the right proportions, that coffee is a lot better tasting and stronger than well it, uh, anything. You it, make makes, Keurig.
0: it makes perfect sense when you think about it logically, right? It, you get the same amount of coffee in a pod, yet you can make it in yeah. everywhere from 4 ounces to 16 ounces. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Right.
1: And you're just adding more water, yeah, and that's that waters down your coffee. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, but I, I guess I've just been my eyes have been open to the world of good coffee and good coffee brewing. Um, so I was I was thinking about going out and getting a French press, and Dan highly recommended that I don't do that. He thought I should go out and buy a Chemex coffee yes, maker. Absolutely, um, he strongly recommended the ability to clean it. As a major selling point, he said that the Chemex coffee maker can be cleaned um, more efficiently and quicker than one can clean a French press and therefore I would use it more often because I would find myself having to uh, spend less time cleaning it, which is I think I think a very good selling point. I, I like that in most of my appliances. It's, it's one of the, the major beefs I have with the, the slow cooker is that it's difficult to clean. Um, it was kind of a hassle to clean. Uh, I've been reading up about this Chemex, and I'm hoping that Dan is listening now, so maybe he can phone <laughs> in and weigh weigh his own opinion. I'm hoping. If not, I can just work on a Dan impression, kind of like my Phil impression. That I would have like to hear. Channel him that way. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I'm I'm liking the I'm liking the concept of the Chemex. It's very unusual, and it's a lot older than I thought. It's from the 1950s. I had never even heard of it. I thought it was this was like a new thing. It's very hipsterish, like what was old is now new again, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't know. I, I read a lot of things online, and and they said that it 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 makes a different tasting coffee, and some people like that. I don't know. I, I kind of like my coffee to taste like coffee.
0: So, but, is, but I, then again,
1: I've never tasted a coffee from a Chemex, so I don't know if
0: maybe well, I'll I will like I, that better. I don't think it's that radically no, different. But like, you don't put like a lot of crazy shit in your coffee.
1: No, I I drink it black every time.
0: Okay, I'm a guy. I really like the taste of coffee. Okay, then yeah, then this probably is a product for you. I mean, it literally pour over coffee is just hot water poured over coffee grounds. Like, it literally doesn't get any like simpler. That's it. Right. Um,
1: so this kind of, I guess it, it strips the whole coffee making process down to the bare bones. Is that, is that my, do I have that right?
0: Yeah. I mean, basically if you're not familiar with pour over coffee, it's, um, and believe me, I am not the expert Dan is. So I'm going to talk like I know what's going on. Um, but it's, it's literally, and, and actually Sweet Home has a great, uh, breakdown of of options and some recommendations, but it, you literally the trick is you have to heat the coffee some way other than, um, other than the because it's not like a Mister Coffee or Keurig where it heats the water inside of it. So you have to heat the water on the stove or in a in like a uh, like a kettle, right? But all you do is you just put the it's it's a filter. Coffee in the filter, and then you just pour the water slowly over the grounds, <laughs> and it drips. I mean, it's drip coffee basically. It's your Mister Coffee. Yeah. The only difference is that um, it's not heating the water in the machine. It's heating the water separately, um, and it just is a little simpler. But 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 it really it really is just drip coffee. The only difference is you're pouring it directly into your cup. So it's not sitting in a large pot, it's not being warmed over time. You're getting it right from the grounds,
1: right? Uh, the filters were different too, right? Some of them can be, It,
0: it depends on which one you get. Like the Chemex does custom, but some of these, um, do use you know, standard cone paper filters you can get anywhere just depends on which one you buy the other trick too is a matt if you're a real serious guy then you got to get a grinder and you got to get whole bean and grind it yourself um you oh, know. wow i don't know if i'm that I'm, if I'm not go, at that know,
1: level yet
0: i don't know if dan um i don't know if dan uh does his own grinds his own or not i would be curious we'll have to ask him but um yeah. but i would i would um But that's that's like the next when you start moving up in your coffee badassery, um, grinding it yourself, and then you actually you're supposed to get like a scale and actually measure the weight of the coffee like to the decimal point that you put in. Um,
1: I'd like to do that someday, if not just to like just to experience what it would be like to have the perfect cup of coffee, Mm -hmm. like the one that that has just like. So much caffeine that it just sends you on like a, like a caffeine and fuel journey for like a couple hours where you're just like, Oh shit. Like, I don't know where I am, but Nirvana. I'm on like some kind of, I'm on some kind of like alternative, like there's Mayan dancers all around me and like,
0: shit is going you know, down.
1: Like, they've given me the gift of caffeine. Of uh, of the cocoa plant, like I have unlocked the secrets.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, if you're hardcore, like you you get out a thermometer and you measure the temperature of the water to the exact degree. Um, I yeah. mean, you can really go insane. So someday I
1: would like, I'd like to get on that level.
0: Well, I would I would say pour over coffee is an time. easy is a good easy way to get started with that because really you just yeah. got to buy the pour over equipment, which is like under thirty bucks, forty bucks. Um, mm. You know, if you can get if you know, whole bean coffee that's freshly ground, that's good. If not, get ground. Um, the only thing is you gotta you also gotta get a kettle with it. Because you gotta heat the water right. somehow. So if you're if you're willing to, to to pick up those things, yeah, I think that's a great way to start. Hmm. Yeah. I, however, am going to stick with my Keurig, which I am More than happy to admit is weak coffee. It is not good coffee by any stretch, but it is convenient coffee. And you know what? There's no shame in that. It's the same reason why I will never get mad at somebody for going to McDonald's. Do I think there are better burgers? Absolutely. Do I think they should go there? Probably not. But you know what? There's also a McDonald's within 30 feet of you wherever you are in the U.S. So I can't, you know... It's a give and take options for different people. I I totally get why people would do pour over. I think that's cool. I'm impressed with people who do that. I'm not going to do that. That sounds like a lot of work. (laughs) Plus, I put so much friggin French vanilla coffee mate in my coffee anyway. I couldn't tell the difference. (laughs) I bring a thermos. I should have grabbed it. I bring a thermos to work so large. It takes me two K cups to fill it. Wow. And it's filled with creamer. So forget (laughs) about it. (laughs) <laughs> not not for me. Not for me. It's you crazy. Basically just drink creamer shakes. I do. People make There's fun like of me all the time. Coffee. The color of the coffee I drink is like just... white. It's 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 bad. It's, <laughs> it's really, really not helped. good. Uh, and it's not coffee, but I you know, eventually I'll get over it. I when I go over to Europe, I hate it. When I go over there for work because the this coffee is the so perfect real.
1: Perfect yeah. <laughs> and, and when you go,
0: when you go, you know, at the hotel they have breakfast or at the office and they're like, "Oh, can I get you a coffee?" And the first time I went there, I was like, and uh, they're like, "Oh, what kind of coffee do you want?" I'm like, "Standard," and they're like, "No, <laughs> what kind of coffee?" They meant like a cappuccino or a latte or it's an espresso, yeah. or you know, a double mm. shot. And I'm like, "Just you don't have black coffee?" And they're like, "No,
1: <laughs> slightly roasted." We, we yeah, they got the little tiny cups.
0: Mm. Mm. Yeah, not fun. So yeah, no, I I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the with my Keurig for now, but I, I, I wish there was something I keep debating. So here's the the question I have since I'm, I used, I do use two K cups to fill my mug. I keep debating if I should get a drip coffee maker, like a Mr. Coffee, uh, because you can make more at a time. Um, and I just haven't been able to pull. It's also cheaper by the way. I mean, the, the K cups are not a, a cost effective way to make coffee. They're not, no. but the problem They're is not very
1: good for the environment either.
0: I would keep, I would end up keeping both because then on like the weekends when I make a single cup at a time, mm-hmm. I don't, or like in the evenings, I might have a cup of decaf, but I have one cup, which the Keurig yeah. is great for because it heats a lot faster and it brews a lot faster. So,
1: yeah, I, I really think like a Mr. Coffee is kind of good for like a workplace setting. It's good to because like if you're if you're gonna like pull an all nighter or something, or if you're like working on a special project with your team, then you know maybe you put on a pot of coffee, um, that kind of thing. But I'm kind of like you. If if I come home, I'll have like. One, maybe in the late afternoon, just to get me through
0: mm-hmm.
1: till bedtime. And that that the Keurig is really great for that. The French press or the Chemex, I could see myself using that on the weekend. Well, like and that's, that's the like great a part Saturday, about it. Sunday morning, like really good cup of coffee. Just use like, it whenever you want. It
0: doesn't have to be an everyday day thing. Yeah. The problem you're going to have is keeping fresh coffee in the house. Mm hmm. Because you know pre ground is going to last a little while, but like really good coffee isn't going to. So you're going to have to kind of balance True. balance that out. But um, but yeah, I think a coffee is an exciting. You know, it's kind of like beer, where you know with all the different flavors and and opportunities to try different things. Um, I think there's there's really no reason not to.
1: Yeah, it's very, very like customizable. Like it.
0: Yeah, I agree. Now, Matt, I wanted to talk um, about another kitchen gadget that I can't live without, and it's going to surprise you. Okay, I'm it's, ready for it. Because I, I was sitting here thinking, like, what in my kitchen? Because I really don't have a lot of, like, appliances, like plug-in-the-wall type appliances, um, just because I don't use that many. Um, I absolutely love my Amazon Echo Alexa speaker in my kitchen.
1: Oh no! You're one of those people. Uh, yes, and don't you know the CIA is listening to everything that you're saying?
0: I live it, alone. Right? I don't say anything. Um, and Matt, you're <laughs> you just you say that now. Wait till you get here, and you can tell my lights to turn on and off, and you're going to get real excited. I'm telling you. You say that now. Can you do it right now? While, while we're talking well let's see do you have all your right. Lexis with you see so this is great so I have three lights here but only one of them is a smart bulb I don't know if she can hear me okay. if I yell loud enough hang on let's Alexa turn off the studio it turned off did could, could you see it got darker all right here I'll turn it back on see if it gets that much lighter Alexa turn on the studio It did turn on and off. See, the problem is you can't tell. It did. It did. The the, the above light isn't isn't a smart bulb. But anyway, um, Uh. it's fantastic in the kitchen. Like, that's what's great about it is because I use it primarily for two things, right? When you're in the kitchen, what's the problem? Your hands are all gross and wet and you don't want to touch anything. For playing music and setting timers, Alexa is like the perfect kitchen companion because i i go in and i always i usually almost say the same thing alexa play my 90s rock station and she puts on pandora (laughs) and you know it's third eye blind and goo goo dolls and 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 nirvana and 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 pearl jam and a mix of all that some smash mouth in there absolutely are you of course smash mouth is in there (laughs) and so um and what's great is then you could say you know alexa skip or alexa pause or you know you say all these things and uh, by the way i'm sorry if anyone out there is listening to this and their alexa speaker is going off i apologize um, but you you know, you tell her what to do and she does it, and so you don't have to worry about it. And it's great when you say, you know, set a timer for 10 minutes, set a timer for 15 minutes. And then you can check in on it while you're doing stuff, and then it, it and actually I have it connected to my light so all the lights in my apartment flash when Pretty- the timers go off. It's it's on it's honestly a really awesome kitchen tool. Yeah. I'm surprised. I use it more in the kitchen than anywhere else. I would
1: I would become very spoiled if I had an Alexa um, for that exact same reason. I, I feel like I'm using my phone a lot as a timer, and I, I use the timer on my stove and the timer on my microwave, and I get, like I, I get them all messy because mm-hmm. my hands are all messy, and I'm always like fumbling with my phone trying to get my my like my podcast or my Pandora station on. I get it all messy. I make a lot of chicken cutlets. That's kind of my my staple. Food, chicken cutlets like egg breaded and fried oh
0: my god your hands
1: get all messy so it's like yeah uh i, I would totally use that in yeah.
0: the kitchen I,
1: that that I, surprised uh, me i guess it's worth having the cia be able to know everything that you're up to
0: just but saying, i guess you're
1: not really up to anything what are you anyway, hiding? right
0: that's that's what i'm saying matt what are you what do you, you hide- can't see it if- and by the way I will say if you're going to buy Alexa just to play music and do timers in your kitchen, it might not be worth it. But if you're like me and have the smart bulbs and the smart TV yeah. and all the other crap you hook it up to, uh, then maybe it is worth it. But I do get a lot of use. It is handy, um, to, to have that. Now, uh, Matt, we got like two minutes left. So is there anything in the kitchen we didn't get to that you wanted to cover?
1: Yes. actually, Yes. 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 Okay. okay.
0: Yes. I want to
1: know, it would be very interesting if you knew this, Mr. Sean, oh, without okay. looking it up. If you don't know this, I, I I put it forth to the folks at home to see if they can come up with an answer for this. Sure. This little kitchen conundrum.
0: Do you know the answer or, or do you not I know? I don't know the answer. Oh, okay. Okay.
1: I have no idea. It's really, it's, what it, it's the name of a device. Okay. Okay. It's a kitchen device. So... When you have a little pot of sugar, you know, a lot of times you'll have like a teaspoon yeah. and you'll use the, the teaspoon to dollop out the sugar. Sure. Um, same thing, you know, if you have any kind of condiment, um, you'll have like you use a spoon or anything like that. With honey though, with honey, a lot of times you'll see this wooden, little wooden spoon it looks almost like a spoon, but it's not. It almost looks kind of like a, like a little, like a little mortar, like a mortal mortar and pestle. Um, it has It's usually made out of wood. Actually, I think it's only made out of wood. I've only seen it made out of wood, and it's. It has a. Uh, it has like a like a shaft, and it has a circular top, and it has like these little ridges along the side of it and you see a lot of times you'll see it the probably you'll see it the most in Cheerios commercials it'll be like the thing that's okay I'm saying okay that that thing do you know is there a name for that I I don't know
0: I've never and to be honest I've never even thought about it on the Cheerios box until you pointed it out that that is a thing um I because I don't I don't eat honey I don't cook with honey I don't think I've ever purchased honey um. So I'm the wrong really guy disappointed
1: to ask. If it was just called like a honey spoon. I I, I want a there to be stick? like a cool name for it. Yeah. Like a, even cool. I want there to be like a special name for it. The honey. The, I don't the know. The
0: honeyizer. I don't know. Um. I want
1: there to be like some kind of fancy what's French. It, what's it even for?
0: It's. I think it's.
1: See, that's the thing is I don't understand. I guess it's maybe the honey doesn't stick to it, so it like you can like stir. I don't know why you need to stir your honey, but for for those of us who are like. You know, have tea time. You might need like a little saucer of honey that you can like dollop the honey on. You know, onto things. I don't know.
0: Matt, I do you- only really,
1: you only really see it on the Cheerios commercials. But they were selling handcrafted ones of these. At um, at, we went to this cooking class uh, at a sur la Table nearby, and Ooh, they were sur selling the like honey things. They called, they had a name for them. I just can't remember it
0: but I, I, I cheated and looked it up. Do you want to know the answer? Damn it, Yeah, I guess so. Matt, what you were referring to is a honey dipper. Damn it. A honey They're dipper. It's called a honey dipper. A honey dipper. According to Wikipedia, okay. yeah, it, that is, is, it. it is used to collect yep. viscous liquid, generally honey from a container, which it then exudes to another location. It is often made of turned wood. Besides the handle, the tool consists of equally spaced concentric grooves, One method of using the tool is to dip the grooved spiral end into the liquid, then slowly twirl the handle between the thumb and the fingers while in transport to prevent dipping. It is commonly used to drizzle honey on breads, biscuits, and other foods of that nature. It says here, the mascot of Honey Nut Cheerios has carried various incarnations of honey dippers. Yes. And even more more interestingly, since the 1920s, the term honey dipper has been used as a term of disparagement for workers who empty septic tanks.
1: Oh, ew!
0: That's weird. That's, that's
1: gross. Yeah, but anyway, I, I'm glad we got to the bottom of that mystery.
0: I never, I really had never seen one in person. Never thought about that. Yeah, honey dipper, huh? Honey dipper. There you go. That's that's that'll be my next kitchen gadget. Will be a honey dipper for all the honey I eat. Man, think of the, like the quantity of honey you would need. To, to, to need to dip a honey dipper into it. Like, you would need, like, a big bowl of it. You would need, like, a lot. Yeah. You would need... Seems like a lot you of You would need honey. A,
1: large, yeah, a large amount of honey. um I can see how it would be useful for the drizzling part, though. Like, to drizzle onto your breads or your biscuits. Uh, it's kind of shaped in a way that would well, kind of yeah. like hold up. Well, so. and I
0: think the ridges and the cuts in, in it are going to be conducive to dripping because I think you just had a spoon and it yeah. kind of just stick to it. So I think the yeah. shape is probably, not that I'm a physicist. Um, Matt, we have a, yeah, uh, okay. we have a comment from a live viewer. Oh, all right. Isn't that exciting? Um, Very who sh- exciting. Who should call in the phone number on the screen if they want to join the conversation. Um, and they said, whoa, Matt's hair. <laughs> so really really adding to the conversation.
1: Thanks. Yeah.
0: I don't know if that uh, was a con- it's looking
1: very I they were come in Tell us how, how engaging our conversations
0: were or how big of a fan they were. How insightful we are, add something.
1: How interesting our stories are or-
0: Yeah, no. Oh, yeah. Although your hair is looking very Lego guy today.
1: Lego guy. Actually
0: your whole head is kind of very Lego guy.
1: I'm slowly turning into a Lego guy. <laughs> yep. Oh, that's too funny. Special uh, condition that I have. I'm gonna, Lego for, man.
0: For next week, I'm going to Photoshop a Lego guy head next to yours, and we'll we'll see if it matches up. Um, but, Matt, we're out of time for this week. Oh, man. I, can, can you believe we talked a whole hour about kitchen appliances? You know, at some point, because I was just on the Wikipedia page for kitchen utensils, we might need to do a follow-up where we do one of the – like we did for instruments where we just look at the weird side of it because there are so many weird, unique, very specific – have you ever seen the egg slicer with the wires? Yeah, for, I, for, I, I
1: used to have one of those. Yeah. That,
0: that's weird.
1: Are you talking about like for hard-boiled eggs? Yeah. That's great. That's one of the – I think that's one of the most underrated kitchen utensils. But how often utensils? do you use that? I mean not often. I don't make hard-boiled eggs so, at well, that's all. That's what I'm but, saying.
0: Or the in-the-egg scrambler? To. Have you ever seen an in-the-egg scrambler? never seen an egg scrambler.
1: Where you uh, can that, actually... That seems...
0: It spins the egg so fast, it actually scrambles it inside of it, so when you crack crack the shell, it's already no, scrambled. No, no, yeah. no, right. no, no, no. Don't that, tell me about this. Yeah, that's... What, no. You seem like the perfect that's customer for everything. that. No,
1: that's, that's so unnatural. I don't like that. That really bothers me. In-the-egg egg scrambler. The fact that something like that exists terrifies me. It's if to I nature. ever cracked an egg and it was already scrambled, I would <laughs> I would be terrified. I don't that's, know what I would do. But I would fantastic. be so
0: scared. I know I'm getting you for Christmas. Um all right, Matt. We'll have to okay. follow up on that one. But we're done for this evening. Uh we're we're over an hour here. So thanks everybody so much for joining us. Hope you had as much fun as we did. I want to remind everybody about where you can find out more about the show, it would be at our website upfordebate.tv. It's a good website. Why? It's got every episode we've done, past, present, and future, in audio and video form, and links to subscribe at upfordebate.tv/slash subscribe. You can get the show, uh, the HD video on YouTube looks great on that big screen of yours. You can also subscribe to the audio version on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, TuneIn Radio. Um, really anywhere podcasts are available, we're there. Um, and of course, you can uh, contact us at Up for Debate TV on Twitter. Follow us there. The email, upfordebatetv@gmail.com, at gmail.com. And, of course, the phone number, 508-644-8324. Uh, you can call and leave us a voicemail. We do the show live Thursday nights at 730 Eastern, 630 Central. Don't forget to set your clocks back this weekend. It is daylight savings time here in the U.S. Um, so no, you're
1: good. not setting them back. You want to set them forward.
0: Yeah, you really Spring should listen ahead. to me.
1: <laughs> yeah, Spring I don't actually know. Fall back, right, yeah. isn't it? Because it's yeah, spring fall forward, back. fall back. You set it back an hour when it's fall. Spring, and you spring forward. Ahead. So you are setting your clock ahead, so you are losing an hour.
0: Yeah, and I don't know. Is it this weekend? It is. It's it's this Sunday. Okay. But what's confusing, Matt, is because I do so much work with Europe. They actually don't change them at the same time we do. They change oh, it two not. weeks later. So for two weeks, That's our times are like off. Sync. I didn't know they
1: change them at all.
0: Interesting, yeah, they did. Well, the problem is we pushed ours back a few years ago, but they didn't change theirs, so it's all all my meetings are at weird times, and like I never it's the worst time of year for me in the fall and the spring. I hate it, so So don't forget. Actually, do you even change it? Like, none of my all my clocks now do it automatically, they all do it automatically, yeah. I don't have to
1: worry about that. Um, actually, the alarm clock in my bedroom has been an hour ahead since the last time you just so don't if I just good. leave it alone then we're good yeah it's a good strategy
0: as long as you know that you know you don't show up an hour late to work
1: right right exactly that's that's why i kind of just left it alone so um yeah so you can go on you can look at all our all our past videos you can see how my hair has has evolved over the years absolutely
0: you know? absolutely um, these episodes never go out of style so you can listen anytime never we're never, we're hip never. and current so and on behalf of guys. Matt and Sean, I am Phil Lopez. This is Phil Lopez. Thanks, thanks for watching. I'm Phil Lopez. Thanks for watching. I, My name Phil Lopez. I appreciate it. I like how he gets a little faster <laughs> time. My name Phil Lopez. Very nice to meet On behalf of Phil Lopez, Matt, and myself, thanks everybody for joining us. We hope you had as much fun as we did, and we'll see you next time for even more great discussion here on Up for Debate.